everyone, this is James from mkiaudio.tk and welcome to episode 16 of the mkiaudio podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at mkiaudio, like me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mkiaudio and of course visit me on the blog at mkiaudio.tk. The podcast is available on iTunes so head over there and subscribe and leave a short review while you're there. Visit the podcast page at mkiaudiopodcast.tk for show notes and to leave a comment. Click on the archive button at the top of the page for past episodes. So that's the science bit out of the way for this week, so let's jump straight into the main show. So the title for this week's show is Recording Acoustic Guitar. Um, Every good audio podcast out there has had some show referencing uh, recording acoustic guitar. It seems to be quite a common one. And I have been recording acoustic guitar recently, so I thought now was the time that I should uh, put this one out there and give a few tips on it, or maybe give a few examples of the way I record. Uh, Acoustic guitars, and really any acoustic instrument, are notoriously hard to record well. Uh, There's so many different styles and so many different ways to place mics or to capture a recording that it just makes them a very difficult thing for beginners to get their head around. Now this isn't going to be an all-inclusive guide telling you everything you need to know about recording acoustic guitar, but hopefully by the end of it you'll see what the differences in mic placement are and a few other things you should do to maybe help uh, get better acoustic guitar recordings. So we'll jump straight into the first thing that I think makes a difference when recording acoustic guitar, and that is the guitar itself. You may have a a high-end acoustic guitar that sounds beautiful, or you may have the little practice guitar you got whenever you were in school. Either way, if it's the only thing you have, you have to make it work um, within your recordings. Now... You can never get a cheap guitar to sound like a really expensive guitar. It's just not going to happen. Uh, No amount of mics or uh, effects or mixing is going to make that guitar sound like a high-end acoustic guitar. But if you take good care of it, the, the, the most you can really hope for is to get that guitar sounding as good as it can sound. And to me, the main way of doing this is looking after the guitar properly. So we'll assume that you have... um a decent acoustic guitar to work with. If that guitar isn't looked after properly, it will slowly go downhill and it won't sound as good as it can. I recently posted on the blog um, an article about uh, acoustic guitar maintenance and a few steps I just went through with my acoustic guitar. Um, yeah, maybe, I don't know whether it was on Twitter or maybe on the blog that I had mentioned I'm doing an arrangement from a sister's wedding um, and this is just basically a guitar and vocal. So I thought before I go ahead and record any of my uh, acoustic guitar tracks, I would change the strings and do a little bit of general maintenance on the guitar. So I'll put a link in the show notes to that article, and you can head over there and listen to it. There's no point in me going through it again now. But uh, it's just, a f- I think it was five steps, um, just to make sure your guitar is in decent order. Now, you can send it away to a professional uh luthier i don't know what way to say it either way send it away to them and they will set it up properly for you and there's probably more uh they will do than what i can really tell you to do but the few steps that i had uh mentioned on the blog should uh keep your guitar in decent order 
And if you do them on a regular basis, maybe once every six months, or if you're using your guitar a lot, maybe more often, uh, they'll just keep the guitar in a bit of order. Now, when it comes to choosing strings to put onto your guitar, uh, a lot of people have their favourites. Um, personally, the strings that came on my guitar, I wasn't overly happy with them. And I've been playing about to try and find a new set of strings or a new... Really, it's the weight that's bothering me. I'm not sure uh, what weight of strings to go for or um, even what brand suits me best. So the way I thought I would get around it is to go out and buy a few different sets of strings. Now, I'm not just going to put them on, play with them and throw them off again. I'll leave them on there until the next time the strings need change and then I'll try a different brand, maybe a different weight um, and I'll see what suits the kind of music I'm playing. Uh, I made the mistake of going on to gearsluts.com and doing a simple search for acoustic guitar strings and it was like World War 3 on there um, everybody swears by the strings that they use and uh, there was argument after argument about what was best and what was better than this and better than that so by the end of it all I didn't really um, get any information that was useful so I just decided to go in and buy a few different styles and a few different weights and see how they sound on my guitar playing my music. So that's the best advice I can give you is just to go out and um, buy a couple of different sets of strings, play them, see what sounds best to you and narrow it down a little that way. Uh, don't go on to gear sluts. Not that there's anything wrong with gear sluts, it is useful for other things but for something as specific as acoustic guitar strings I didn't find it very helpful. Don't come after me. Okay, the second thing um, is making the assumption, really, that you're going to record your acoustic guitar using a mic. Um, you do get electroacoustic guitars, which mine is. It has a built-in pickup, and uh, I do record the direct signal sometimes, but the vast majority of the time I'm recording through a mic. Uh, so the second thing I wanted to talk about was mic placement on the guitar. And this is quite a big one. If you've if you've got your guitar set up well and it's sounding good, well then you have to get the sound that your ears hearing into the computer some way and get it to sound the same as what's being heard in real life. And like I said, acoustic instruments are notoriously hard to capture and to capture well. So uh, I thought the best way to do this would be to set up my mic on my guitar and try out, I think, a five different mic placements. I'll play you a few samples and explain a little bit about where those mic placements were and what I thought of them or what I thought was the best of them. Now, I can't give you a definite answer for this purely because it... Here's that phrase again. It depends. It depends on what kind of music you're putting it into. Uh... If you have um, a sort of light rock track where there's other electric guitars and bass and maybe pianos going through it and the acoustic guitar is really just filling out a rhythm roll, well then you're going to need a different sound to if you've maybe got just a vocal uh, acoustic guitar track and a piano, say. You know, the, the track for the acoustic and the piano is going to have to be a lot heavier or fuller than what uh, the track's going to have to be in the sort of the full-on mix. So really, 
I can't give you a definite mic placement and anybody that tells you they can is lying because it really depends on one, what your guitar sounds like, two, what kind of mic you have and three, what the songs like you're playing. So there is um, variance there, but do what I've done, sit down and record short sort of 10 second clips of each mic placement and listen back to them. Um, If you listen to say number four and you think it sounds great well then go for number four don't assume because somebody else has told you or the mic shouldn't be in that position that you can't record that way do whatever way sounds best to you so we'll go ahead and jump into the mic placements the first position i tried is probably everybody's first port of call whenever they record acoustic guitar for the first time and that is right in front of the sound hole, roughly about 8 inches away, uh, pointing into the sound hole. So I'll let you have a listen to that and then I'll tell you what I thought of it. So that was the position in front of the sound hole. Um, to me, I think it sounded very low-end heavy or very boomy, at least in the, the sort of heavier chord strums. Um, there wasn't a lot of high-end information in it. And like I say, whenever the guitar was being played a little heavier, it just seemed to get boomier and boomier. So um, you could argue it was a full sound, but it maybe just wasn't the greatest sound quality or the most balanced signal coming uh, across the entire guitar. So to me, not a massive favourite, but uh, it's everybody's first port of call. And I'm sure a lot of people who maybe don't know to play around with it, that's where the mic ends up. But uh, position two is halfway between the bridge and the very end of the guitar. Again, roughly eight inches away and it's the microphone is angled towards the sound hole so it's sort of sitting at a, a 30 degree angle or it's aiming from the end of the guitar into the sound hole anyway so it's not sitting directly in front this time so here's position number two So that position sounded a lot different to position one. Um, there wasn't an awful lot of low-end information there. It was audible, but uh, it just didn't sound very full. And the mid-range to me sounded very boxy as well. I also noticed it was picking up a lot of uh, string noise and um, noise from the pick as well. So again, it's a thinner sound. If it was in a full mix, it might work well. Um, or those sort of acoustic vocal uh, situations that might not work just as well. But again, not a favourite of mine, but it does, it may have its applications anyway. So, right, on to number three. And that was positioned, again, roughly about eight inches away. Um, only this time the mic was in line with maybe the 12th fret. 
and again pointing towards the sound holes so it's a similar setup to the last one only it's really a mirror image of it so it's on eight inches out from the 12th fret angle towards the sound hole so have a listen to that one and then we'll uh i'll tell you what i think of it in a minute So that one was a little different again. Um, to me, the high end uh, was a little better on this one than it had been in the previous ones. Um, however, again, there wasn't very much low end, and even the low mids weren't um, awfully great in this one. Uh, again, similar to the last one, it picked up a lot of string and pick noise, if you ask me. Um, maybe I'm just hearing these things, or maybe you'll hear something slightly different, but to me, it wasn't a massive favourite of mine. Um, I know this position is quite a common one, so it obviously has its applications in some, um, in some uses. But to me, it just if it was well, put it this way again, it's similar to the last one. If it was uh, being used in a full mix, I think it would sound okay, and you probably wouldn't notice that lack of low end, um, and it would cut through quite well because of the high end information coming through on a an acoustic vocal situation again or acoustic piano vocal i don't think it would really be full enough to stand out on its own or to fill out um a track like that but to each his own you may like it and you may use it and there's no problem with that at all okay on to position four now which is something slightly different the mic is placed uh, in front of the sound hole again roughly eight inches away However, it has been raised up about six inches or so and then angled towards the sound hole. So the microphone is six inches above the sound hole, aiming down at the sound hole. So um, sort of like a, an overhead situation where it's uh, pointing down at the guitar rather than being placed straight in front of the guitar. So have a listen to that and see what you think it sounds like compared to the rest of them. Um, it may give a slightly different sound, um, but I'll leave leave that up to you to decide anyway. So this one to me was a little bit more mid-rangey. Um, there was some high-end information in there, um, but the sort of the lower mids um, were more present in it. Now there was something boxy going on in the the high mids, if you ask me. Um, it didn't sound very um, full because of that boxiness in the high mids. Um, so again it may have its uses it may not it's something slightly different if you're looking that more mid-range sound well or the low mid sound anyway um it may be a position that's worth looking at or it may be something that could be used um if you're using a couple of mics on an acoustic guitar you have maybe your one main mic and 
that sort of overhead position could be something that would pick up a little bit more ambience that could be blended in with your original signal. So um, they may not be good for single mono mics, but it doesn't mean they don't have their uses elsewhere. So keep that in mind. Okay, the final position, uh, the last one I tried was, again, we're back straight in front of the sound hole at the same level as the sound hole this time. Um, the mic is about 8 inches away from the sound hole, but it is angled towards the 15th fret of the guitar. So if you imagine um, the capsule of the microphone is aiming uh, towards the 15th fret, but the mic is placed in front of the sound hole. So have a listen to that one. and. I wanted to know what the difference was between position number one, which was um, eight inches away from the sound hole, but pointing into the sound hole. This time, it's the exact same position, only angled away slightly. So I wanted to see what the difference is between them. So see if you can tell the difference. This position was probably my favourite, um, well at least my favourite for the track I was working on at the time. Uh, there was a good amount of low end information but in position 1 we noticed whenever the low end was really coming through it sounded very boomy. Uh, this time it wasn't quite as boomy because uh, the capsule wasn't pointing straight into the sound hole. So any of those sound, uh, sound waves coming straight out of the sound hole weren't hitting the capsule of the mic. Um, it was picking it up more off the neck and the body. Uh, there was a good amount of uh, mid-range and uh, the high-range as well. Uh, they maybe weren't as defined as what uh, they could be, but for an overall good uh, full sound, I think it done quite well. Uh, if I was looking something a little bit more uh, detailed, maybe I would think about putting another mic onto the guitar, but for a good mono sound, um, I don't think you could go far wrong with it. So I know what kind of sound that gave me. I'll keep this um these sort of shutouts of positions um to hand. Next time I'm recording acoustic guitar I can pull these up and sort of learn what position gives me what sound off my guitar and that way I can go straight and set the mic up in that position and try it out first rather than going through all the positions every time. So Try something like this in your studio. Uh, it only took well, half an hour at the most. Sit down and just pick 10 seconds of a track you're going to record and pick five different mic positions before you sit down and just go through them, play 10 seconds, stop, new track, move the mic, play 10 seconds again and just rattle through them. Then at the end you can put them all into your doll, line them up and have a listen to see what they sound like um, and actually sit with a pen and paper, note where the position was and what sound it got you. Now eventually that, you can throw that away, you won't need to uh, listen or you won't need to reference that anymore. You'll start to learn in your head where sounds best for your uh, particular projects or for the particular sound that you want for that song. So. I highly suggest going and experimenting in this way. If you have the time, everybody can find half an hour somewhere to do this. So, And hey, it's still recording at the end of the day, so put it down to experience.
Okay, the third thing I think you should take into consideration whenever recording acoustic is going to be controversial, but I think, well, I know I do this anyway. I'll just spit it out. Okay, I think you should record a DI signal off your um, electroacoustic. Like I mentioned, mine has a pickup in it, and anytime I'm recording with a mic or with, it doesn't matter how many mics I have on it, I will always record the direct signal coming from the acoustics pickup. Um, it is never my main sound, but I would generally use the DI signal to blend in with the, the mic signal. And not always, you can usually automate it to fade in and out, but in the sort of the quieter, more detailed parts, sometimes the mic isn't picking up exactly what you want to um, hear. So blending in that DI signal just adds a little bit more detail into it. Now, it's never loud or never over, overly noticeable, but it just um, defines everything a little bit more because it's coming straight from the pickup. Now, some of you may have tuned out after I just said that. If you haven't tuned out, thanks for sticking around. Um, I'm not saying you have to do it or you should record acoustic guitar DI. To me, DI never sounds natural. Um, I don't think it sounds natural because it's coming from the inside of the guitar and we never have our heads in there listening to it. We're always on the outside. And they're designed to be listened to from the outside as well. So anything coming from the inside of the guitar never really sounds that um, natural. So by all means, mic is probably the best way, probably the best way to uh, record acoustic. But there's nothing wrong with using that DI signal as well and uh, blending it in with your original mic'd signal. So have a think about it. Um, again. This isn't a definite, this is how you record acoustic guitar. This is uh, giving you maybe a few ideas that hopefully will um, help you record slightly better uh, or at least encourage you to go out and experiment um, with different ways than the way you're using at the minute. If the way you're using at the minute works fine, then forget everything I've said in this podcast. If you're getting the results you're looking for, well then there's no point in changing it up. By all means, try for different sounds. They might work and they might not work, but uh, give them a go anyway. Uh, hopefully this will um, clear things up in your head a little bit and just go out there and record it. That's the main thing. If you haven't got any material at the minute that you need acoustics in, make something up. Make up a four-chord sequence and just experiment with it, getting different sounds. Um, the other thing I would say is to choose your mic wisely. Uh, different mics will give different sounds as well, so um, you can change your sound a lot by doing it that way. But choose your mic, look after your guitar, uh, choose your mic position, and record the DI. Yep, record the DI. Right. Uh, that is the main segment over with. If you have any ways you are wanting to share with everybody that you record acoustic guitar, whether you play it back to front or take all the strings off it and record it air guitar style, I don't know. Go over and leave your comments below this episode of the podcast and uh, share with the group people. Okay, we're going to jump into the My Advice section of the show now, which is slightly different, but I'll explain it after this little bit of music. 
Okay, this week's my advice section isn't really my advice. We'll call it uh, your advice. Well, we'll call it William's advice. You might remember William from last week's show. Uh, I put a little shout out there that I was recording a podcast about acoustic guitars tonight and if anybody had any tips they wanted to share with everybody else to send them in. And William Erasmus, I'm sorry if I messed up your name, man. Get in touch with him and let me know how to say it. But either way, on Facebook he posted up that he had read an article on Bjorgvin Benedictson's blog. Uh, but I can't remember what his blog is called. That's terrible. But go over to the show notes. I'll uh, post a link to this article in the uh, show notes over to Bjorgvin's blog. But anyway, the tip was all about... Um, Again, acoustic guitars and another mic placement, actually, that I didn't try. And this was really as a secondary mic. You would have your main um, mono mic uh, recording the, the the basic acoustic guitar sound. Well, this uh, Bjorgvin had tried another mic placement, which was up at uh, the first fret of the guitar, you know, pointing directly onto the first fret. And... This was adding that high-end detail that I had mentioned I would usually get through a DI. So, the DI may be dead. Anybody that went away, you can come back. I'll try this one from now on. So, it was a good tip. So, that was to place, um, I think it was a condenser. I uh, can't remember if it was large or small diaphragm. But either way, a condenser pointing on to the first fret of the the guitar to capture that high-end detail. So if you remember, position one was very low-end heavy, and position two, or sorry, position five was my favourite one. There was a decent amount of low-end in it, but um, the high-end probably wasn't as pronounced as I would have liked. Well, then I can put this, or try this placement um, to add that high-end back into the signal. Now, be careful if you're using two mics. There's can be phase issues and cancellations etc but um so thanks to william for sharing this tip uh thanks to bjorgvin for doing it in the first place again head over to the show notes and i will uh put a link to that article and over over to bjorgvin's site and uh again you can have a read at it and try it out yourself and see how it works for you so that's it for this week's show um there may be something special coming up for next week's show, but I'm not going to tell anybody at the minute, just in case I put a scud on it. But uh, stay tuned. If it all goes to plan, I will announce probably this weekend for next week's show. And uh, again, it'll be something worth listening to. It's the return of a legend. But either way, uh, thanks for listening to this week's show. Um, you can check me out on Twitter, on Facebook, on the blog, on everything. I have accounts on nearly every social networking site there is. But go over to the blog, that's the main one. Everything runs to there. It's the beating heart of the entire network. Um, so send me a message on the blog, uh, ideas for the podcast. If you want to be on the podcast, send me a message. By all means, I'd be happy to have you on. And until the next week's show, which is going to be a special one, uh, keep recording, keep mixing, and keep it simple.